Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 7th of May. Coming up, man jailed after being found with weapon during drugs raid. Right next to them on the sofa was one of the biggest samurai swords I've ever seen. Attainment gap for ethnic minority students at university. We have to ensure that this problem is viewed in the most serious of formats in order for universities to progress. Tunbridge win playoff, but still need to secure promotion. I'm going to celebrate, have a good few beers with my players. We deserve to go up. And any other year you would have gone up. And that's what I can't get my head around. And we bring you a sneak peek of a new brewery in Ashford. I really wanted it to be a place where people could be proud of in Ashford, but also people come again and again. Kent Online News. A man found with a samurai sword during a drugs raid by police in Maidstone has been jailed for more than three years. Officers searched a property on Wallace Avenue in March. Ian Big was sat on the sofa next to the weapon. The 39-year-old has since admitted possessing and intending to supply Class A drugs. On the day of the raid, we spoke to Kent Police Chief Constable Alan Pusley about the operation. One of uh, a number of warrants we're doing across the county uh, and other activity to uh, show the drug dealers, show people carrying knives in this county that there's a zero tolerance from uh, Kent Police. We will not accept in any way, shape or form people carrying knives on the streets. Uh, and therefore it's a dedicated response to dealing with violent crime. We've got some uh, county lines problems, people coming out of London thinking they can sell drugs in our local community. We have to keep Kent a safe place, it is a safe place, but I'm not prepared for this violence to go uh, unchallenged. If you're carrying knives or carrying drugs in this county, you will be dealt with and we will put you in before the court. The court will decide what to do with you. I hope they send you to prison. A woman's been sexually assaulted by two men who grabbed her while she was out jogging in Maidstone. It happened in the Cave Hill and Straw Mill Hill area of town late at night on Sunday the 28th of April. Both suspects are described as white and were wearing dark clothing. One spoke in a foreign accent and had a tattoo on his lower arm. More needs to be done to reduce the degree attainment gap between students from different ethnic backgrounds at university, according to a report. The study by the Universities UK and the National Union of Students has found 13% more white students are getting first or upper second class degrees than black, Asian or minority ethnic students. We've been chatting to Dave Thomas, who's the equality rep at the University of Kent. I mean, these are not new findings. Um, the... the um Degree attainment gap has been in vogue for some time and um, we must say um, first and foremost that 13.6% represent marginal gains in um, improvement in these gaps um, in respect to the previous year's results. So, so we, we should say this um, from the off. But, um, but the universities still have a long way to go in addressing this persistent, pervasive problem. and. Um, Whilst there's no panacea, we have to ensure that this problem is, is um, viewed in the most serious of formats in order for universities to progress. Why do you think it still is a problem? Um, uh, well, from, from my perspective as a project manager on an institutionally funded project here at the University of Kent, um, we believe... Um, in corroboration with the, the, the five recommendation in the report, there is a reluctance to speak explicitly about race 
and the impact of race on attainment. So I think in the first instance, that, that is a major problem. Do you think universities are scared to tackle the problem? I believe it's incumbent on universities to tackle the problem. Scared is not a word I'd use in this context, but um, uh, in, in light of the um, consumerism and, um, and commercialization of, of, of higher education, I think it's very important for universities to, um, to address this problem with some urgency. What should universities be doing then to, to solve the issue? Well, um, as, as I mentioned before, there's no panacea. So we, if we look back on um, seminal findings from Brooke and Nichols' report back in 2007, um, when they surveyed 65,000 um, graduates, when we control for all of the traditional factors or features that, uh, that we might think would cause uh, differential attainment, race is still statistically significant. So I think in the first instance, we need to acknowledge that this problem is reflective of a bigger problem in society and not just um, localised within universities. Kent Online reports. A Canterbury man started a duck patrol team after a number of birds were found dead. It's thought slingshots and air rifles are being used to attack animals along the River Stour. 27-year-old wildlife enthusiast James Cosgrove is getting together a group of volunteers to try and stop it happening. Hundreds of tags have been removed from buildings in and around Canterbury as part of a blitz on graffiti in the area. Since October, around 400 have been cleaned off by a council officer dedicated to tackling the problem and cameras are going to be installed at known hotspots. A £500 reward's also being offered for information about taggers if it leads to a conviction. A community gardening group in Maidstones trying to raise £12,000 after asbestos was found to have contaminated the soil. The Shepway Chariots, who run allotments and a children's club on a housing estate in the town say so it'll be difficult and expensive to remove the substance. Kent Online Sport. On to football now and Tunbridge Angels have beaten Mersham 2-0 in the Bostic Premier Playoff final but it doesn't necessarily mean they'll be promoted. More than 2,000 fans made the trip to Longmead on Bank Holiday Monday and kickoff was delayed for 15 minutes because there were so many people queuing to get into the ground. Despite winning the game, a league restructure means they still need to beat Met Police on Saturday to go up into the National League South. Tunbridge boss Steve McKim's been giving us his reaction to the game. Amazing, you know, I'm so proud of the players and staff. The club put on a good day today. Um, we deserved it, mate. I don't normally say that. I'm normally, I, I thought we deserved it, you know. We've, we've kept a lot of people, uh, we've kept, sorry, them from um, long-range shooting. They've got in a couple of times around the back, but listen, it's, it's one of those dissect the game talk about the game at the end of the day the result's 2-0 and, and we won and, and we've got another game to go next week but in my eyes we're promoted because the first time in 16, 17 how long the playoffs been going that we have been the full guys of it and I find that absolutely ridiculous but it is what it is in terms of the, I mean, the day itself and how much of, of an atmosphere it was I've not seen a day like, like that here probably since the last playoff final how much does it matter to, your, to, to the players and you to get the place singing like that it's brilliant. I told you on Thursday, the amount of people that come behind the ground and sing and chant, it helps the players so much. It really does. We was up against it at Haringey and they pulled us through it. You know, today we was in front and we stayed in front and we looked good on the counter-attack and they sung with us and they stayed with us. It's brilliant. When you get a crowd like that, the players buzz off it. Absolutely buzz off it. And you could, the players can't hear you talking. 
which is quite quite good for them because they can't even be screaming and shouting. <laughs> but in general, it's one of those. Look, I'm very very pleased and happy that we've got over 2,000 here and we won the game. Terrific work rate today. I mean, there must have been an exhausted set of players after Thursday, but you wouldn't have known that. They gave everything. I go back to game plan, and our game plan was what we set out to do, and it worked. And that's all I can say. I, I, that, not individuals, the whole squad, the whole staff, they got us that today, and, it, and it's amazing. I'm so proud of them. What chance have you got in the final, do you think, against Met Police? I worry about that on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, mate. I'm, I'm not even looking at that. I'm yeah. looking at today. I'm going to celebrate, have a good few beers with my players, because, like I said, we deserve to go up. We deserve to go up after today's performance. And any other year you would have gone up. And that's what I can't get my head around. I, I, I can't have that. But what we'll do is we'll celebrate in there. We're going to have a few beers. We're going to enjoy it. Go in the marquee, have a few. And then I'll worry about it in a day or two's time because nothing can happen. Nothing can change now. And finally today, we've had a sneak peek inside a new brewery in Kent ahead of its opening later this week. Tenterden-based winemakers Chapel Down has launched its first range of beers called Curious Brew. The company spent £1.3 million creating the Curious Brewery on Victoria Road in Ashford. As well as tours for visitors, there'll also be a restaurant and shop. Christina's been along to find out more. So it's a bit of an unusual brewery. Uh, most breweries being built now are sort of warehouse breweries tucked away in industrial estates, but we wanted to do something really different here. Uh, so we've built our cathedral of brewing, and for those that come to site, they'll be able to see it's a really, really sort of nice building. Uh, we've got a waterfall outside, outdoor seating, uh, lots of greenery as well. So we really wanted it to be a place where people could be proud of in Ashford, but also people come again and again. Uh, and try different beers and new styles of beer, um, but also really linked into local produce. So all of our malt uh, comes from Kent, all of our hops will be coming from Kent quite shortly as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so celebration of local produce and brewing essentially. We like to do something a little bit different and we really like to work it into the wine side. So my equivalent, Josh, who's our head winemaker, we work very closely together uh, and try and, and tie in a lot of our beers to the wine. So our lager, for example, is re-fermented with champagne yeast. And we also use a hop called Nelson Sauvin, which takes its name from Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, and it's got a lot of the same characteristics, so a lot of elderflower, some white stone fruit as well. So every beer we do links back in some way to the wine, whether it be through barrel aging, the yeast we use, the raw ingredients, to try and create that point of difference from everyone else, essentially. From the bar itself, uh, we've got a really nice outdoor seating area uh, where you'll be able to come and have a beer. We've got a growler system, so you can take one litre bottles of our beer home with you. Uh, and we've also got a bit of a merchandise area. And then upstairs, we have our restaurant, so around about 150, 160 seater restaurant and a bar upstairs as well. So serving quite traditional uh, British uh, cuisine, but with a little bit of a twist as well. Uh, so we've got some popcorn cockles, uh, which I'm hoping is going to be a really cool favourite, and some other nice bits and pieces on the menu as well. And from the restaurant, you can look right out onto the brewery, so you'll be able to see me hard at work, or maybe not hard at work. Um, and yeah, the brewery itself. So we'll be doing tours uh, from about June onwards. Um, so we'll be taking groups of six or eight people around uh, to see the brewery, see the process, link in with the raw ingredients, do some tasting of some malts and some hops. 
uh, but we'll also be doing tasting sessions as well. So we've got four or five brewmasters will be on site any one time to do tasting sessions and things like that. So it should be lots to come and do and see. Don't forget to watch our video report with footage from inside the brewery, which is due to officially open on Friday. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.